Hello, and welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. I'm Pastor Joshua Purdenbach, and today we are celebrating the Sunday of Thanksgiving. Our Gospel reading for today comes from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care, and be on your guard against all greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself, and is not rich towards God. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In the fourth chapter of Genesis, we're introduced to a descendant of Cain named Lamech. He is the first descendant of Cain to which we have anything written about him. Lamech was a greedy man, an avaricious man. He was the first man to take two wives, Ada and Zillah. Being made flesh with his first wife, Ada, was not enough. He wanted more, and so he took Zillah as his wife as well. His greed is also seen after he kills a man for striking him. When Cain had murdered his brother, Abel, the Lord had cursed him to wander unfruitful ground, but he also gave him a form of protection, saying, If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. Lamech, remembering this about his ancestor, said, If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. In our Gospel reading this morning, someone came from the crowd to Jesus and said, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. This was not uncommon in that day, as rabbis were experts in the whole law, moral, civil, and ceremonial. Thus, they usually were called on for civil matters by the Jewish people. But this man did not realize that Jesus was no ordinary rabbi, no ordinary teacher. He was not here to judge civil cases, but to preach the gospel, because he will someday return to judge the living and the dead. And so our Lord responds, Man, who made me a judge or arbiter over you? He then addressed the whole crowd, saying, Take care, and be on your guard against all greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. The word for greed is sometimes translated as covetousness, but it is truly greed, for covetousness is a disordered desire for what belongs to another, while greed, or avarice, is a desire for more. The man was not happy with his inheritance and desired more. But the Lord Jesus would not submit to his request, for he came to destroy all greed, not to be used as a servant of it. To reinforce his teaching, take care and be on guard against all greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions, our Lord adds a parable. The land of a rich man produced plentifully. That's how it starts. First of all, let us notice that the man was already rich at the beginning of the parable. It was not this great harvest that made him wealthy because he already was. 
And so, in addition to this man being rich already, we see at the time of the parable that the land produced plentifully. The land produced. Our Lord did not simply use these words because they were common. Instead, he used them to show what this great abundance, which has now come, came apart from the rich man. And as anyone who is a farmer, or a gardener, or even has attended to their lawn, knows that you can do everything possible to help it out, but it is ultimately outside of your power. It produces based on God's will and his working through the soil and weather. Our Lord tells us that the abundance produce of the land was a gift of God to the rich man. And truly, all that we have within our possessions is a gift of God. For St. James has said, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Wise Solomon also says that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. Yes, God is the giver of all that we have, not only of our possessions, but even of our very lives. Our life, our soul, our very breath is a gift of God. All we have is held in trust for him. And so, that we may take care and be on guard against all greed, this morning let us compare greed and love as found in this parable, and then look to the love of God in Christ Jesus. Our Lord warns us against all greed, because greed, the desire to have more and more, to continue to accumulate, is based on the insecure foundation of gathering possessions. For those who do not have hope beyond this life, for those who think that this is all there is, it makes sense in some way to build on the foundation of possessions. It seems to make sense to say to oneself, as the rich man does in this parable, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But even in this world, possessions are an insecure foundation. The moth eats, rust destroys, flood and fire ruin, thieves steal, stock markets crash, and value plummets. If a rich man can be laid low and brought to nothing because of how insecure the foundations of possessions are in this life, how much more insecure is the foundation of possessions before God? It is he who gave them. He will not be impressed by them. Besides, there are very few, once greed sets in, or satisfied with their possessions. If the man in the parable had not died that very night, in all likelihood he would have not relaxed, but instead continued to toil for more and more to make himself more and more secure in his mind. On the other hand, love, true love, which, is, which flows from God who is love, is based on the eternally secure foundation of faith in Jesus Christ. Love knows that the Lord is not impressed by possessions, and neither is it. Love is content, for the one who has love knows that there are greater gifts prepared and waiting for them in the resurrection of eternal life. For the one who truly loves must first be one with faith in Christ Jesus. For what is love but an outworking of a living and active faith? in the one who has borne all our sins and forgives us for his sake. Love is based on the foundation, and so knows that even if we're to lose all things here, there is for them in heaven an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, which the Lord God is keeping secure for them by faith in Christ. Greed is concerned with finite, imperishable things. 
Greed is all about gathering to oneself, about laying up treasures for oneself and not being rich towards God. And it is greed which our society has latched onto in a big way. Advertisements surround us on TV, on our phones, on the radio, all telling us we do not have enough, that what we really need and that we really aren't enough until we add more and more, especially whatever it is they're selling. And while the method of it is new, greed itself is not. The man in the parable had enough grain from his recent harvest that he decided instead of building new barns to store his grain, he would tear down his old ones to build even larger ones. What good is it? It will eventually spoil. It is finite. There is only so much. He must continue to gather, gather, and gather, for every time he spends some, he loses more and more. Love, on the other hand, is not concerned with finite and perishable things, but with those things which are infinite and imperishable. Love does not lay up treasures for itself, but it is rich towards God. Love, inspired by the love of God, gives of itself and what it holds in trust for God. Love does not care if its earthly possessions are large or few, but it follows the saying, If you have many possessions, make your gift from them in proportion. If few, do not be afraid to give according to the little you have. So you will be laying up a good treasure for yourself against the day of necessity. For to be rich towards God is to be rich in love, to be active in good works which flow from the gift of faith in Christ Jesus. For only one who has faith, only one who has been justified by God's grace and born again by him, can do true good works which are pleasing to God in his sight. Love knows that it itself can never run out. For love is also a gift of God which he continually bestows on believers, filling them up that they may share this love with others and never run out, for the source and wellspring of their love is God himself, who is love. Greed is also focused on the self, and it ultimately forgets that we are mortal. The rich man in the parable, when faced with a great increase from God, says, What shall I do? He says it to himself. He doesn't ask his family or his friends. He considers himself, but not the poor or the needy in his midst, nor the Levite, who was entitled to a portion because he was forbidden to work, but only to serve and teach. He considers only himself, and then he concludes, I will store all my grain and my goods. I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. The rich man, and so all greed, great and small, does not live day by day, and ask for daily bread, but instead it assumes a long life, many years, and time to enjoy the products of greed. Yet, that very night that the man decided on this course of action, God said, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? He never got to enjoy the things that he gathered for himself, which he planned to store up that he could rest and enjoy himself. Instead, they go to others by God's decree of his death. Greed refuses to recognize our life and possessions are not our own and may be demanded back at any time by their rightful owner. Love, however, is focused on the other and recognizes our mortality. Love focuses on those outside of itself, on God, for he is love and the most lovely, but also on the neighbor. For how do we love God best but through loving our neighbor, as he is both commanded and shown to us by the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Love, which is informed by faith and trust in God, recognizes that all we have for the support of this body and life we receive from him, and so it prays for daily bread and receives it with gladness and thanksgiving. Love recognizes that by faith in Jesus Christ, we have all that we need for eternal life as he has given us his forgiveness, life, and salvation. And so love realizes, as Augustine did, that the most secure place to store our grain is not in barns that we need to build larger and larger, but in the bellies of the poor. Because of faith, love recognizes that each day is a gift and that we may be called to the Lord at any time. And so it goes about doing the works which our Lord has prepared before the foundation of the world which we should walk in, now that he has saved us by grace through faith. For that salvation we have is indeed only the result of the love of God which was shown in Christ Jesus, because we on our own, because of our sinful nature, are not lovable. We by nature are selfish, stingy, prideful, and full of all other sorts of sins. Yet, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God did not wait until we found a way to make ourselves lovable, but he loved us when we were not lovely. He loved us when we, by nature, hated him. He loved us so that he sent his son to die for us, that he might save us. Yes, because of his love, though he was rich, though he was the eternal son of God and possessed all glory and honor and blessings of God, for our sake he came poor. He took into himself the form of a servant, becoming a man and taking in the sinful wo- and living in the sinful world, being obedient to the law and bearing our sins and the punishment for them on the cross, so that we might become rich, that is, partake in the rich blessings of his grace and mercy, that we would be forgiven of our sins for his sake, because he's dealt with them on the cross, and so being justified by grace through faith, we have the promised eternal inheritance of life everlasting. This is true richness and wealth indeed. Yes, our sin, which turned us in on ourselves, that we became self-centered, deserves hell. But the love of God was focused on us and the whole world, even though it was steeped in sin. His love sent his Son into our flesh to die for us so that by faith in his promises we might share eternity with him. His love was focused on us so that being justified by faith we might be filled with his love which orients us towards others so that we may abandon our old ways of the flesh which is focused on itself and filling itself, and may instead by his grace be focused on others as he is, that we may share his love by loving others, so that we may, so that as we have freely received plentiful blessings from him, we may also freely give. To this end, God help us by his spirit as he has promised. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us and listening to our sermon today, and we pray that you would have a blessed week. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.